Hey you, welcome back. This is episode 86 and this is your July 2021 numerology guide. Well, if I could give you a synopsis of what this month is all about for you and I on this quest to make our lives bigger and better and greater and more enchanting, it would be this. Here in July, I want you to remember your voice casts spells. Your voice casts spells. So tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth of what you desire to your creator. So before I explain and before we dive into the magic of July, let me just say thank you. Thank you for being here with me. And thank you to those of you who supported this work this past month by donating. Thank you to Kate, Suzanne, Kimberly H., Mark, Jim, Animistic Art, Another Me. It means the world to me. I appreciate you. If you find the Numerology Chick podcast helpful and if it inspires you and you want more, you can always support this work by sharing it with friends and family. You can donate. There's always a link in the show notes to do so. And you can also rate it over on your podcast app. It helps out more than you know. Now let's dive in. Let's dive into the power of your voice. So I first want to start off by reminding you that I'm not actually a numerologist. (laughs) I don't think that that's the foundation of what I do and who I am. I would say instead, I'm a philosopher. I study and am absolutely enchanted by the patterns within this reality, within this universe. And so when I talk about a number, I'm not talking about a quantity. I'm talking about a symbol that's pointing to a fundamental puzzle piece in our reality. And so here in July, July is a three universal month. The three is not three things. The three is this fundamental instinct within the universe of self-expression of creativity, of taking what's inside of you or in the realm of your imagination and bringing it out into the world. This month, we are being called to use the power of our self-expression, to use the power of our creativity, the power of our imagination in a constructive way. Franz Kafka a three-life-path German novelist from the early 1900s. This guy's story is heartbreaking, inspiring, and incredibly relevant to you and I here in July. Franz, like so many people that have a three in their core numerology chart, was born with an incredible gift of creativity. His friend and family members said that when he was a little boy, for his parents' birthdays, he would write them these little mini plays. He was born this way. He was born as an artist. He was born as a creative. But the thing was, he entered law to please his father. He entered law even though he loved art history, even though he loved 
literature, even though he loved being a writer. He became trained as a lawyer. And after completing his legal education, he was employed full-time at an insurance company of all things. And so his beautiful calling of being a writer became something he would only do in his spare time. Throughout the course of his life, his friends reported that he complained about how little time he had to devote to his true joy and his true passion of writing. He called, he called his day job his bread job. It's what he felt he had to do. It's what he felt that he should do to please his authoritarian father. The crazy thing was, in so many of his works that have now become so popular, there's a common theme. It's all about these characters that are tortured, misunderstood, or ignored. They're these ignored, tortured, misunderstood creatives and artists who, no matter how hard they tried, could not receive or could not maintain recognition for the skills that they knew they possessed. When you read Kafka's stories, when you read his creative works, it's almost as if he was trying to convince himself through these stories that it was okay to speak up, that it was okay to be the artist that you want to be. Does life imitate art or does art imitate life? One of the last stories that he wrote before he passed away was called Josephine the Songstress or the Mouse Folk. And it was basically about this young little mouse that had this incredible singing voice. She's looked upon as different. She doesn't fit in. But eventually, at the very end of the story, the conclusion the moral of this story that Kafka wrote was that your voice doesn't matter. Eventually, when she disappears and she no longer sings, everyone forgets about her. It was like her voice, it didn't really matter. Kafka completed this piece in the spring of 1924, just before he lost his voice. He had tuberculosis. It actually made his throat collapse. He couldn't speak. He couldn't talk. He couldn't use his own voice. And it forced him to communicate with his friends by writing out these short sentences on pieces of paper. Does life imitate art? Does art imitate life? This tragic coincidence did not escape Kafka's attention. I mean, he saw the irony of this. This incredible gift that Kafka had, this incredible gift of self-expression, of, of artistry, of creativity, of being a writer, He never gave himself permission to do it. 
to devote himself to it, to see it as incredibly worthy and valuable of his time, his energy, his devotion. Kafka's story is something that to some degree we will all be processing here in July. If you have a three in your chart, this will be very, very intense. This is going to be something that's very historical for you. Does what I say really matter? What will happen if I speak up? Maybe I should just stay quiet. But even if you don't have a three in your core chart, this is the thematic for all of us. If we want to move to the next level, if we want to elevate, if we want to up-level in this five universal year where we are being asked, called, where we have a desire to change the trajectory and course of our lives, we are going to have to use our voice. So if there's any part of you that is scared to use your voice, that hasn't been using your voice, that hasn't been speaking up, here we are. Now's the time. Kafka was wrong. Kafka was wrong. And you got to remember that when you read the ancients, when you read the greats, they're still, they're still flawed. Every single one of us as humans is flawed. We have our own limited beliefs. We have our own limitations of what we think is possible for us or what we think is possible in our world. Kafka was wrong. He did leave a legacy. His voice did matter. After his passing, his stories, his work became famous. He just couldn't be here anymore, preventing them from coming out into the world. Before he passed away, he specifically asked his dearest friend and editor to destroy all of his works. Kafka was the one that was preventing the beautiful luminosity of his voice, of his words, of his stories from reaching the masses. And when he left and he was no longer here to prevent it from succeeding, it rose into fame. Your voice casts spells. And I would say that life imitates art. What if you wrote stories? What if you spoke sentences and words? What if you sang songs that were all about what you want and what you desire? This is massively, massively important. Because if you lie to yourself, if you lie to yourself about what you want and you, what you desire, and then subsequently you lie to the other humans in your life about what you want and what you desire. And then subsequently you lie to your creator about what you want and what you desire. You don't ever tap in to the limitless possibilities of your creative potential, your co-creative potential, that you could bring anything and everything into existence if you can imagine it and then speak up for it. I oftentimes think about this. <clears throat> what would happen in the dating world if people actually voiced what they really wanted? 
If people actually told the truth of what was on their heart, of what they wanted in a soulmate or a relationship, we would have a revolution of people finding their soulmates. But do we have to be dead before that happens? Where we're no longer the one that's actively repressing and sabotaging the truth of who we are, the truth of who we want? No, I don't want that for you. It's time for us to tell the truth. It's time for us to tell the truth of what we desire to ourselves, to our fellow humans, and to our creator. One of the things that I know for sure about our cosmic best friend, about our creator, about what I call the zero point field, is that it is responsive. But responsive doesn't mean that it delivers everything and anything that you want to your doorstep, even if you're resistant to it. It mirrors you. It gives you the incredible freedom of your own will. So if you lie to yourself, you lie to your creator. If you don't ever come to terms with what it is that you desire, speak up for it and speak out for it then it's going to feel as though you have a contentious relationship with the divine. It's going to make you feel that you're alone. It's going to make you feel that you're interacting with this unresponsive, lackadaisical God. You're not. The quantum field can only respond to you if you are actively advocating for the dream, the desire, if you're speaking up for it, if you're using your voice. Over on Instagram, I put a post up asking you guys what it looks like to lie to your creator. The responses that I got were amazing. Some of you said that when we lie to our creator, it's when we're not being intentional. When we lie to our creator, it's when we keep ourselves busy. When we distract ourselves. Mm. Another person said it's when we hide. But what I want you to think about this month, one of the most insidious ways that we lie to our creator is behind closed doors we say I want the soulmate please God deliver to me my soulmate please God deliver to me $5,000 please God deliver to me health and well-being but then the moment that we go out there in the world We don't speak up for it. (laughs) We expect the quantum field to take action for us, to speak up for us. That's not how this goes. Telling the truth to our creator is telling the truth first to ourselves of what we want, allowing ourselves to want what we want. 
getting clear on it, getting intentional. This is what I want. This is what's on my heart. But then telling the truth is going out there in the world and standing up for it and speaking up for it. When you're on the date, when you're in the job interview, when you're asked the question, it's time to get brave and tell the truth of what you desire and tell the truth of what you want. This is going to look different for all of us because we all have different desires. But I have a couple of tips and tricks for you to really activate this in its highest level of potential. A lot of the time when we think about what it is that we want, we think about naturally what we don't want. And so if you think about this, like you're talking to your partner, let's say in the relationships, you can say, I don't want you to leave the dishes in the sink. I don't want you to neglect me and not touch me and not be affectionate, right? This is sometimes how we think. I want you to first think about what it is that you desire in an affirmative sense. What is it that you want? And be crystal clear. I would love a clean house. I love physical touch. It's so important to me. I love having a healthy, fit body full of vitality get clear in the affirmative sense. And then, this month, as often as possible, I want you to speak up for this desire. I want a promotion into this position. What is most on my heart is increasing my income by $10,000. What I most desire is to find a partner that wants to have three children with me and wants to devote him or herself to a beautiful, dedicated, committed family. Or I want a partner that wants to travel the world with me who wants to go to workshops and seminars and explore the mind, whatever it is, speak up for it. Don't just get clear on it with yourself, although that's important. Don't just find an affirmative way to think about it. You've got to speak up and speak out. My experience has been with myself and with my clients, miracles happen, absolute miracles happen. Mountains are moved. Reality like literally transforms before our eyes. Doors are opened. Pathways are cleared when we do this. But we have to do it. We have to speak up. Can you imagine if Franz Kafka at an earlier time in his life said to himself, I want to be a full-time writer. I love my writing. I love my work. I love my voice. It brings me so much joy. Can you imagine the stories that he would have written? Can you imagine the bright light that he would have brought? Can you imagine the even bigger legacy that he would have left? 
I don't want you to be left behind. I don't want you to be stuck. I don't want you to be the one standing in your way of that kind of success, that kind of impact, that kind of just joy, the joy of living, knowing that you can create with your cosmic best friend what it is that's on your heart. So this month, the July numerology challenge, get clear on what you want, write it in an affirmative sense, and then speak up for that desire to someone else three times this month, three times. It could be in the form of an email, a text, or verbally. It could be a piece of art that someone sees, but speak up. I appreciate you so much. Remember, in the show notes, there are always links to work with me one-on-one. I am booking out, but it's looking like I've got some sessions coming up in late July and early August. If you're needing support, if you're needing help in finding your voice and developing the courage to stand in your power, to know your gifts, to live and leave your legacy, go ahead and click that link in the show notes to book a one-on-one session with me or to enroll in a VIP transformational coaching program. I am here if you need me. I'll talk with you again next month. Bye.